Greetings is co-hosted and co-produced by Bobby O'Rourke and Dan Conroy. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at GreetingsPod or on Twitter at GreetingsCast for weekly updates, photos, and to see what card we're talking about that week. Ho, 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 greetings and welcome. I'm going to do it again. I don't want that. Um, I've changed my mind. Hark, the herald angels sing. It's Greetings, the greeting card podcast. I am the ghost of greeting cards present, Dan Conroy. And I am Peace on Earth and Mercy Extreme, Bobby O'Rourke. Mercy Extreme, Bobby O'Rourke. That was actually his failed G.I. Joe character, which um, came in a little bit after the other G.I. Joes came in. Bobby won't mind if I expose this little part of his acting past. When Bobby was brought into attention for the G.I. Joe series, whereas the other characters would pummel the members of Cobra, he would come in and show mercy and begin healing them. Am I getting that right, Bobby? Yeah, it was the first Buddhistic G.I. Joe character that they came (laughs) up with, and it did pretty uh, not well. But, you know, it didn't do good. It was only second worst failure to the son of Stephen King, Owen King, trying to make their own G.I. Joe because of a contest. That one failed pretty hard as well. Is that a real one? Did that actually happen? This, I, I recently learned about this. Stephen King's son, who is now an author, I think it's Owen King, uh, who I've read some of the books. They're, they're very good. But he mm. won a contest or something to design a new G.I. Joe. And it was called crystal ball i think and it's it's basically universally acknowledged to be the worst addition to gi joe in the franchise man it was that bad like i understand i understand that the son of stephen king is might not come out with a banger but you got to think is it absolutely the worst like they didn't come up with one that was according to the sweaty nerds who talk a lot you know (laughs) yes it was the worst and you don't think it was based on your research because i'm coming in blind from this this was not any retribution from the what i'm going to say the nepo baby of the one of the greatest horror writers ever getting the opportunity to make a G.I. Joe. You don't think it came from that? It really was that bad. I don't I don't know. I mean, you're talking about like a lot of nerddoms crossing over. And as I think you've said, either off mic or on, there's something deeply troubling about fandoms. And so I, I could see there's a plenty of G.I. Joe folks who are good people. And mm. I and I'm I yeah. like G.I. Joe, too. And I know people who worship regularly. But any kind of fandom, you know, you're always going to get people like this sucks. And like, what do you want? Yeah. Like, I want everything to yeah. be the way it was when I was six. Like, OK, well, that's not going to happen. So we'll have to think of something else. They're very against change. You're right. And I have absolutely said that on mic for people to hear my voice about how they feel about <laughs> fandoms and liking things and that you are you are free to like things. I think you should. I mean, you can do whatever the hell you want. You don't have to listen to me. But if you're asking my two cents, and if you're listening to Greetings, the Greeting Card Podcast at Greetings Pod out on Instagram and at Greetings Cast on X, listening to Bobby and I's voice, you'll know that if you like something, you should be allowed to like it with no more than 10 people. The minute you get over 10, mm. now you are a low-grade cult or a religion. And such can be said of, like you said, when this is crossing over and people are just mad that something is changing. Or really, you cannot accept maybe a more satirical, parodic look of the thing that you like. I always you're did using was... the apostle threshold. Like once you hit like a 12, you're like, mm, this is getting a little religion-y, guys. Let's pull it back. Yes, 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 yes. I think Christianity really <laughs> lays out for us the amount of people you can have until it's a religion. Because before they picked up John or Paul or Devin or however was the last one, they finally were like, okay, now we can be established as a different sect of individuals who believe in things like peace and um you know bad stuff as well it's all kind of a mishmash but um the yeah it's that's the number i think you have to reach before then i'm gonna have to look up this gi joe it's not as good as mercy extreme but who is my new favorite character in the nativity scene (laughs) 
There is, of course, the Shepherds. We, of course, have the Three Kings. And we've got Mercy Extreme coming out there with his sports liquid. <laughs> Bring an iron, bringing iron brew to North America. Save your aid. Get drunk. Save your aid. It's a holy kind of drunk. Well, listen, tidings of comfort and joy to all of you that are listening to us here on this recording, which we are recording now in the middle of December. You might be listening to it a week after that, or you might be listening to it in mid-January. As you know from how the schedule is of when these episodes come out, it really is a toss-up. And Bobby and I are sitting here enjoying two glass spices of whatever. I'm grogging my nog. Uh, Throwback to last year. There's there's some grog in this nog, I'll tell you. And you got a nice glass of red wine. So, like, you know, things are things are looking up for us. You grog in your nog, and I'm fine with my wine. Now, uh, what have you grogged in your nog there, dear Babs? I received a really lovely bottle of uh, Black Label whiskey from a friend Ooh. of ours, Kyle. Shout out to Kyle for uh, Secret Shout Santa. Shout out to Kyle. It was so thoughtful, and thank you so much. And I'm sorry I pointed out a spelling error on your card. I didn't mean to be that guy, but, but I am who I am, and I- <laughs> I just want to apologize publicly for that. <laughs> I was there, and that was very funny. Um, I, I don't think that Kyle had to be called out for it, but it still made me laugh nonetheless. Because mm-hmm. I think you were reading a very heartfelt sentence and then said, what was the word? It was like he spelled it with an E or something like oh, that. Oh, I, I don't really remember. I think it was the word frisky or something, which is one of those yes. words that you could see in Ian. But Kyle was very thoughtful and kind, and then I trampled his his goodwill. And so now <laughs> no, I, no. every night, you know, now I have to deliver presents to all the children all over the world. And as soon as it's dawn, it's dusk again, and I have to start all over. But what I, I'm really loving the physical transformation we're seeing here, because you and I were in a business meeting the other day, and you just ordered so much food and ended it with a glass of whole milk. And your beard was growing in front of me and i thought that was pretty incredible yeah peter boyle was not pleased with me no he was not and neither was your son who couldn't get a chocolate milk at a denny's by the way huge drop bobby has a son um (laughs) new son just dropped (laughs) this christmas on greetings which if if you're an astronomer really sucks to hear and (laughs) and if you're not an astronomer it's still not fantastic to hear the phrase new son just dropped (laughs) That that sounds like a really bad boomer greeting card. Like they're trying to get into Gen Z ways of talking. And you just see, first of all, let me let me paint the picture for everyone out there, you ding dongs. This is imagine the um ghosts of greeting cards present, creating an illusion for you. We have a dad in one panel on the front page holding a baby, and in the second panel, very unceremoniously drops that baby. And then that's it. And then there's nothing in the meditation side. And then on the inside in black font, it just says new son just dropped. Wow. Let us know what you think. Yeah, oh, there we go. I love this. I think maybe new Christmas card. I might. We might have to make some of these. I th- I've kept a log of some good ones, and I think this one deserves a spot on the fridge, too. I don't want to make oh, this Oh, Bobby, one of these days we're going to have – maybe that's how we should ring in 2024 is go over all the cards we made. It, because Ooh, Bobby has lovingly good. yeah I have a, I have a small short list of the good stuff that we've come up with the big short list mm. well I appreciate you cataloging those so much better than me even barely remembering what we said the week before or the week after we uh, do these things <laughs> I can barely remember of course last time was with our dear well we of course did greets giving and then we did uh, with friend of the pod JJ Focaraccio which if you have not listened to that episode what are you doing here go give that a listen yeah the man needs it look at him or listen yeah to him. Whichever or listen to him. I mean, you can you can listen you can listen to that that face, that beautiful face. Mm-hmm. Look how great it is. Yeah, that was uh, that was <laughs> that would be a way to do it. It's funny because I I have a card today, of course, for our viewing pleasure, but I have not perused the Christmas cards as much. I feel like this holiday is sort of slipping by my very fingers. Bobby, have you seen any humdingers recently, or are we both a little behind on checking the 
Yule time card opportunity. I was teased recently because on the day that we did the Secret Santa that you were a part of, I had my gift. It was all wrapped up, but I still needed a card. And I thought I had some in the house. I did not. I said, what am I going to do? And it turns out cards are plentiful in my area of the world. I'm very blessed. So, of course, hashtag. I got my bacon, egg, and cheese. I went to the local apothecary and I found a card and I ended up getting a dad related Christmas card, which the, the man who I got the, the gift for is not my dad. So that was funny. That's what a joke is. Uh, you don't know that for a fact. No, I don't. No, he, he could have had a new sun drop and it was a 32 year old man named Bobby. <laughs> new, Bob, new Bobby sun dropped. <laughs> New son dropped its Bobby. Fresh Bobby. But I found also a designation that was empty, but I was so mad because it was Christmas cards dash boss. And I thought, oh, oh. like this is a, I've seen this before, but I was Whoa. they were empty, though. And I thought, wow, this is really popular. And I was just trying to concoct in my head all of the circumstances and the phrases you could use to make your card work safe and for a boss. And I just love the idea that we're you. You even posted for some other card recently it was like happy birthday for funny people or like like jewish aunt you know like there's just these designations of like did you need to get that specific like this is getting real granular here but i kind of like it it's sort of it's sort of fun to see how far they're willing to go down the line it does feel like the greeting card fashion is moving towards and i have some cards in the paddock that one day hopefully we will get to that are more neutral but it does feel like cards are trying to reach a level of specificity that it almost feels like an inside joke you would have with somebody you work with so the reason for example in my opinion that they are going as granular as they are is because they want you to do as little work, and this is something we've said time and again on this podcast, they want you to do as little work as possible to have a personal connection with the individual with which you're giving the card through in a message that you didn't have to write. Mm. There's one that hopefully we'll get to, which is a great example of this. But yeah, it feels like that's kind of hard for a boss because, like you said, what avenues are you navigating to make sure it's appropriate? It sort of feels like the card that we made up with JJ in the last episode where if as opposed to being a card for a pig, it's a human and it's card with just a human with a birthday hat on and a balloon and on their T-shirt, it just says birthday. And that's just how you know it's for a human as opposed to a pig or a duck or any other creature. We're being species specific, but now we're going even deeper. The world you're proposing uh, has like a worker bee or like a, a grunt, someone who just does data entry all day on a card. And it says like, happy birthday to the man I profess an undying loyalty to and it's like nice to be on the other side of the keyboard or something i, I don't even know <laughs> happy boss birth happy boss christmas i don't know happy boss that. christmas exactly and and even more so like it's it's like the theory of a million monkeys all in a million typewriters eventually makes shakespeare a million worker bees on a million uh, typewriters font style microsoft word documents eventually create all of the greeting cards for each individual person so one person who doesn't know you goes tom it's been lovely being your production assistant on this show boy howdy remember that time we ate two bagels what a day anyways <laughs> Happy boss Christmas. And then you present that to them. But it's the exact scenario that happened in real time because that's just how it is. I'm guessing this is going to happen with AI. This sounds we're having an incredulous time right now, but AI is exactly what this is made for, I'm guessing. Oh, that's interesting, too, because you could just have a card that says season's greetings and then you a person with a brain could write and make it specific for that person. But the card taking the wheel and saying, look, we both know that you are not aware who this person is or what they want from you. But I'm telling yeah. you, they're your boss, which means they control your paycheck, which means they're going to want to see a Christmas elf with a Santa hat on, holding a menorah, wearing a dashiki. 
you don't know what religion they are you don't want to assume you say yeah boss it's been great i'm looking forward to the new fiscal and uh, thanks for driving on the driscoll bridge it's a new jersey card yeah. so for those shout out to the driscoll <laughs> exactly. bridge p.s happy holidays i just want to say that was my kimchi in the fridge please don't get deborah in trouble i'm sorry i didn't label it i understand i'll remember fridays is cleanup day anyways happy holidays is it cool if i leave at 5 30 i've just got to think no it's fine <laughs> it's just all that on the bottom <laughs> because we don't want to make them so someone else is going to make it for us that is exactly the minutiae that we're going to get into with that and you know what if we get there we get there but i've seen no need to rush but uh i saw cards that said christmas brother we did christmas nephew with keith christmas st lawrence brother. a couple yeah, we uh, did. A, a couple episodes ago a year that ago was great. Uh, yeah. i saw <laughs> a year ago i saw a whole section for hanukkah cards which was really nice um lovely but i saw even some that were like to a daughter-in-law which I feel like pointing that out is almost meaner than just having a card that says daughter. No, like it'd be weird if I got a card from my in-laws and said like, dear son-in-law, it's about like, dear yeah. intruder, thanks for coming to our party. Because it's there's something so unintimate, so unfamiliar about that. Yeah. Word. Like you, you are my son by law. Like if anything, if anything were to happen, I would have to be there. Not because I feel it, but because the law says it I, for legal really, purposes, it, I have to stand by you. It would be really great if you were with them, because if not you, who else? Anyways, happy holidays. Yeah, I see where that is. Not as lovely as just calling them son or daughter. That's that is an interesting point. I guess some people appreciate that difference. I'm also trying to think. Well, there's other examples where I've seen cards, for example, for Mother's Day or Father's Day, but you give them to, for example, if it's Father's Day, it's for your mom. And it's like, well, you were like a dad to me or you were my mom and my dad. And I think that makes a lot of sense. And I do think there's something lovely about that. This is different, though, because you're right. It's like I'm, I'm going to point out specifically like, oh, yeah, you're specifically my son, but by law. And then this one's for my daughter. There was one there's, I saw that. I, let's keep them. Separate. Yeah, let's keep the potatoes on one side of the plate and the carrots on the other. Let's not let them touch. Right. There was one I saw. I, actually, when I was seeing my parents for Thanksgiving, there was a store that was a Christmas shop. And so they had a lot of good cards. And I think I even mm. bought a few that I'll use there in the stable as well. One I didn't want to do because it felt a little too like mean to to poke at it too much not that the card was mean-spirited but it said it was about stepsons it was like a card for like christmas stepson and it was saying like it essentially boiled down to although i'm not your dad which is like <laughs> such a weird sentiment to put on a card and i i understand why yeah. and why that's a hard that's a hard emotional barrier to cross but it was so weird to see it spelled out in basically a haiku like although yeah. i'm not your dad Hope you're having a merry time. I sure am. Please, you know, take out the trash on Tuesday morning. <laughs> Love, stepdad. These feel to make the holidays a little less special. I'm not here to say that you have to lie about your emotions towards your relatives or towards people in your life that you might not feel as close to as what would be the standard or expected. But in that case, that is why we have a multitude of cards that have like a wreath with two doves on it. And it just says happy holidays. Mm -hmm. Just right in that. But again, this goes right back to... These cards are designed for individuals to do as little work as possible. So if you don't want to have to put into words what you can't, this card is for like, what do I say to my stepson? There we go. All right. Back to back to looking at the different grapes. Well, it's like, like, it's like being inclusive. I understand why you're like, you know, traditional families aren't always the case and you should accept. No, everybody. not at all. And, yeah. But it, it edges once in a while towards. Do you remember, I probably brought this up before, so listener, forgive me if I'm repeating, but remember a couple of years ago, it was somewhat fashionable to 
point out on Mother's Day that some people didn't have mothers still living or didn't know their mothers, and so you shouldn't post about it because it was all like, yeah, it was. I understood the sentiment, which was like, don't yeah. rub in the faces of people something you might have that they might not. But it ended up being transformed into like you can't celebrate something that everyone doesn't have. But of course, the logical fallacy in that is like, well, that we can't celebrate anything because nobody yeah. has everything. Right. I can see where that is very difficult for individuals at that time. But yes, there is the fallacy that like that will always be the case. And it's not a holiday that is celebrating specifically all mothers. It is a holiday that you in which, despite what I think media tells us, it is a holiday that celebrates your mother. And that is also if you'd like to do that, depending on your relationship with your mother, because that gets into another thing as well. Mm. But I would say this is the holiday that has been designed, a Hallmarkian holiday that has been designed for you to show love and appreciation for the person in your life, whoever they may be, however they may identify, but you see them as your mother. And I think that was the whole point of that. And yeah, that's that's kind of tough to be like, well, you can't do that because I don't have that kind of person in my life, which I understand, but it's also like, no, but I'm I'm not doing it for the whole, it's not like we're going into town square and like promoting like the mom floats and like, look, <laughs> like enjoying, here is our, here is our one mom deity that we will go and burn another person in a la the wicker man. There's a, like the, there's wicker, the wicker mom. day float that's just like a mom, but it's just like a woman and just like, uh, like, <laughs> I don't even know, like what is standard mom outfit? Like it just yeah. has a beehive hairdo and is holding a pie or something. It's like mom. <laughs> yeah. My problem with mom's giving and there's really nothing like my problem is mostly the food because the last time we've had it like there needs to be we need to die because people say how tired they are of Thanksgiving dinner. And I'm getting really tired of mom's giving brunch day because it is just a massive plate of of um, eggs Benedict. Mm. It is a massive plate of eggs Benedict. It's just a lot of hollandaise sauce for one day. And I'm just, I don't know. I'm feeling it. Happy holidays. Like, you know, happy holidays. Happy holidays. Hollandaise. Happy holidays. Where the mimosas keep pouring. Happy holidays to mom. <laughs> When do we cut our album? Good question. You and I are the Frank Sinatra and Dean Martin of moms. <laughs> it's like Frank Sinatra and Gary Busey of moms. Like, I'm Gary Busey. <laughs> <laughs> Gary Busey of moms. I'm going to buy you that t-shirt. No. Um, okay. Okay. <laughs> On that if you don't want to be the Gary Busey of moms, Bobby, will you at least be the... God. If you don't want to be, I had a rough day at work. If you don't want to be the Gary Busey of moms, Bobby, then will you at least be the narrator of this card that I have presented to you now on this, our holiday season? Yeah, I do. All right. Thanks, buddy. Mm -hmm. Would you like to tell the people where they could? Oh, actually, that's my job. If you want to see this card for yourself, I forget how we do this. Then by all means, you ding dongs, please rummage through the snow on a one horse open sleigh all the way over to at greetings pod on Instagram or at greetings cast on X, which is mostly just me posting the card there and telling you what the title is. Mm. And also give us a rating on Apple Podcasts. It helps us a bit. Give us a rating. And uh, listeners, I I feel like I have to say out loud, Dan, as I was saying all that stuff about the cards being too specific, I feel like I strangely entered like a dark side area where I was like, I don't think I'm saying anything wrong, but I feel like I'm closer to being Ben Shapiro than I want to be. And I don't know why I can't describe it, but I just want to say uh, before anyone blames me for anything, it wasn't my fault and I didn't do anything wrong. I just want to say, look, we do. 
Absolutely. Bobby hasn't done anything wrong. We Look, we do a stream of conscious thing here at Greetings, the Greeting Card Podcast. We do not prep before we go in here. Mm-mm. We bring up points that are coming to our mind. And you got to remember that we love celebration and we love people who like to celebrate or maybe decide not to as well. We love them as well. So, guys, whatever you're thinking about doing on the time of days that you do, you have the autonomy to enjoy it or not enjoy it. But at least enjoy yourselves in whatever that means. So remember that. And what we like to do is mostly here is talk about candy. Mm-hmm. We like to talk about how we can fuck up holidays. So true. We like to talk about things going on in our lives, and we almost hardly get to the cards that we're supposed to talk to. It's hard to understand what the thesis of this thing is we do. If anything, it's just an opportunity for Bobby and I to catch up once a week. Yeah, you actually sold this to me as a live journal that I could just talk to you about <laughs> instead of instead of writing my thoughts down on a piece of paper that's just going to get soaked in blood. Yeah, well, I was trying to bring this back. I literally was trying to bring back the website Live Journal, and then you got me a Necronomicon of a book that was soaked in your own blood, and I was like, how did the USPS accept this? Uh, it, was, it was tough. I had to wrap it in a lot of plastic wrap so there was no leakage plastic wrap and muslin it was it was ancient yeah. i gotta say it's like it, it like you open it and you hear just a dark voice going oh it's the theme song from halo yeah, i was gonna say it's just a halo 2 card <laughs> it's a beautiful song you barely remember that it's about aliens and then it gives that sweet electric guitar i would like I would, as a kid, stay there and just listen to the theme music for a moment and just get sucked. Like, yeah, I'm going to do really bad at this game. Like, yeah, I'm in the music, man. It's going to happen for me. (laughs) Shaboopy. Oh, Oh, boy. I have opened up the card, Dan, because we are nothing if not professional. Let's do it. So you have very nicely provided this card for me. Thank you so much. We're uh, entering a lovely winter wonderland. There's uh, some blue, white ice and snow on the ground. In the background, there are some shaded out pine trees with some lovely snowflakes falling in the background. And in the middle ground, we have what appears to be a pretty chirpy penguin wearing a Santa hat. He's like a, he's a rotund fellow, but he seems like he's got a good head on his shoulders. Yellow feet and beak, white eyes, black, you know, tuxedo-esque outer coat. Very oily, good for keeping off the water when you shake it off. Of course. I've been told. And there is... So have I. So have I, yeah. There's a word bubble from the penguin that says, knock, knock. Now, I believe this is a classic start to a time-honored joke called mm. uh, the Who's on First. So I'm looking yes. forward to seeing where this is going. It is a pretty long card in that way. More of a pamphlet. <laughs> this is a polemic about what how, my feelings on international <laughs> politics. It's a, a, it's a, a treatise on NAFTA by... A treatise on SALT too by... <laughs> Why Germany must pay for reparations for World War One. <laughs> how we'll handle Grexit, a holiday card. <laughs> Grexit... <laughs> Uh, so thanks Merkel th- sorry go ahead thanks Merkel so the penguin says knock knock and a disembodied word bubble in red ink says who's there and then the penguin says waddle and the disembodied oh I'm sorry not disembodied there's a little uh, cardinal below hand I'm sorry I didn't see that before a tiny little card something to say Dan well I was just going to continue on with my thought process about the card but does the does the cardinal say something the cardinal says waddle who is there anything else you wanted to say before I chime in? I feel no. like I feel like more often than not, I get so excited to explain my point of view that I jump over. So. I, I like building you up a little bit. You're like watching a coffee percolator. Just like I know there's going to hit a point where just woo, okay, it's ooh, ready. Let's go. Ooh, we're at two ten. Time to bubble. Yeah. So 
I was really excited when you said the phrase, there is a disembodied voice that is saying who's there, because when I found this card on the racks of destiny, that is the target that I go to. And not the porno the, that we both like so much. We Now, my thing about racks of destiny five is that they finally make it to the planet of Silicon B. And I just, I don't know. It, it wasn't very believable to me because as we know, the nipple, project, this is gross. I don't want to do this <laughs> even as a bit. <laughs> Like I, this I know was we're my just fault. Joking. I set us up for a bum bit. <laughs> this is this is a fun shock jock thing about fake porno involving sci-fi. But I'm already like oh, tired. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> retired. It's been a day. Leave us alone, you listening. When I was, I'm gonna, God, I'm gonna make a Rax of Destiny poster. Just you wait. And the minute I write, it, I'm gonna be like, God, I'm sorry. I don't know. <laughs> you so, by making the poster, you've written thirty percent of the script. So you know, it's like you might that's as well a good... in for a penny and for a pound. Yeah, I, I deserve writing credit then and there if someone decides to write a full script. So when I was on those racks, wink of destiny over at Target, <laughs> I was very nonplussed about the cards I was seeing, Bobby. I was very surprised that nothing really jumped up out to me as either very iconic or noteworthy or even what I look for personally, chaotic and absurd. Mm. I, you know, I feel like there are patterns that you and I go to. We both like weird cards. We both like meaningful cards, elaborate cards. There's a lot of things that we look for that are worthy of judgment here on Greetings. And this time around, nothing really struck me. It was the same feeling I had when that very same, and maybe it's because of the store I went to, but like that time where like Target was really proud that they were selling shirts that had like the Dr. Pepper logo on it. Or like had like Sesame <laughs> Street and said, remember that glorious yeah, golden era. Remember that, remember that glorious like early two, 2010s era where you got a Fanta shirt and went, look, I'm original. And it was like, not to knock anybody. I don't want to sound mean there and be like, if you own one of those, I owned plenty of those kind of shirts. But it, it it's fair to say that there's only so much you're going to be able to say about that because it is just a brand. Mm. And there are so many cards that I was seeing that were either very brand-like in that way or just not very standoutish. They were often quite sweet and I wasn't going to have it. This card is very close to that and almost did not get onto the greeting card file that I have on my phone. However, what earned it its place today in the episode is the fact that it is a disembodied voice because the first who's there, there is no line that connects to the cardinal that that's what tricks me is there's no attributory yes attribute or sorry attributional i don't know what the adjective for is but there there is no little triangle that leads me to see okay who's saying this like in the way that there's a lot for a lot of word bubbles now the bottom one waddle who does appear very faintly oh wait a minute i don't think it does look at the card might be saying nothing this penguin is insane this per that so if we go with the theory that I went with at the beginning, that this cardinal is just looking on, and because my brain refuses to just enjoy nice things, because TV has done that to me, I chose the bad TV in YouTube, then what I am seeing is a cardinal watching a penguin slowly go insane. What is it going insane by? The temperature. As we've seen in the Morgan Freeman movie. The Bataan Death March of the Penguins, I think is what it's called, right? Exactly. The Bataan Death of the Penguins. Marching Death. The, the, well, so that was the sequel, The Bataan Death of the Penguins. God, this episode's going to have some doozies. Yeah, we're, gonna, uh, we're in trouble. We might have to ditch this one. <laughs> well, I'll, the, like, they're very sociable creatures. Whether they be providing love stones to each other, keeping their little babies warm, or eventually becoming seal food. One way or another, they are a very loving, very sociable, very close community. And seeing this penguin by itself declaring a knock-knock joke 
to what only appears to be a singular cardinal and the empty trees of the long winter. I couldn't in that moment stop and think to myself as the sort of vaporwave music played in my head that this penguin is trying to eclipse the loneliness in their own existence by the chatter of their own mind. It has a last scene of the thing feel to it that I like, but other people might not. Yeah. Yeah. I hope the penguin is doing well. I'm going to choose to interpret this as the cardinal is a friendly friend who has found this flightless mm-hmm. bird and says, it's time for us to have a talk. I can fly. You can't. We're not so different, you and I. And mm. uh, then the penguin says, I have a knock-knock joke. And the cardinal says, well, this is not the level of discourse that I was hoping for, but you beggars can't be choosers. Yeah, I really wanted to bring up the uh, current financial situation with, uh, you know, uh, uh, what is it called? Capitalist altruism or whatever the hell that's called. Um <laughs> Didn't really want to get into knock-knock jokes. See, I I don't know if that's the case because this cardinal is smiling on, not opening its mouth, so implying that there is no chirping going on. This open-chirped penguin, open-beaked penguin, is relaying this joke. He's got his mouth it, open. We know the penguin is talking, yes, from the image. That we can But deduce. also, the eyes are just staring straight like a thousand-yard stare. Like, that. <laughs> that is that is snow blindness. That is what you get when you have been in Siberia. That is when you are failing... Oh, boy. That is my, I did exactly what I thought I was going to do in my water spill. Uh, oh, no. That is when... Do you want to take a break? Okay. Uh, I'm going to put something on it. We'll be A-okay. Okay. Um, take your time. On. Do that first. There's a lot of wires around okay. you. Keep the, keep the recording going. Here, keep the recording going. Bear back. Okay. Okay. Back in action. This is like when you are failing the Iditarod and you know <laughs> that it is a long way back to the other part of Alaska you're going to. This is not a good time. Oh, I, so, I failed IP Iditarod ridiculously hard when I was in high school. I can't believe I took that course. I knew I wasn't going to pass. Well, you only brought three dogs with you, so that might have been a bad, you know, you you didn't prepare very well for the lessons. You got to give it to the teacher who said, no, you need this many, which I think is 11 or 12 or something. Yeah, I barely got out of uh, Indianapolis, Indiana on those three dogs. I just wasn't, my heart wasn't in it. And, you know, they they say you shouldn't take the AP test if you don't think you're going to do well. Yeah, because you think you're going to do an I did a rod, but you did a dud. Mm. (laughs) All right? You had to give those dogs back. Those dogs got those dogs got your high school diploma. They let those five dogs dress up in one bobby suit and take your diploma from you. You got a master's degree, but we never explained how you skipped over that. We, we never told the origin story. Bobby's origins. The origin story of Mercy Extreme. Dream. I love that guy. We're gonna he's my favorite. Mercy Extreme is, you know, season four of The Boys, look out for the one superhero that's not going to make you cringe. It's Mercy Extreme. This card actually reminded me of, I used to watch this as a kid. I had to look it up. There's a Don Bluth movie called The Pebble and the Penguin. and uh, I, I never saw that one. I As a kid, I remember liking it. I can't imagine it's held up quite as well, but it's got a similar aesthetic, so I'm kind of enjoying seeing this card. It brings up, like, un- intentional nostalgia for me so already i have to say this card on the front the colors are very pretty and despite whether the penguin's going insane or not you know we can debate it's it's a pretty it's a pretty arresting card i'm enjoying the aesthetics of it so far i definitely love the dark story we have behind it what i'm sorry i got distracted by looking at some of the photos of pebble and the penguin that main penguin does not look like a penguin but definitely looks like who i think it is which is is that 
the Jim Belushi character in the front? That might be Martin Short. Ah, uh, It's okay. got a good cast. Martin Short, Jim Belushi, Tim Curry. Does Tim Curry play the buff penguin named Drake? I'm, a vain, I'm cool, almost certain, penguin? but it's been, like I said, I haven't seen this movie since I was uh, shotgunning Fruit by the Foots in my parents' uh, bedroom when I was about six years old. Oh, I was going to say last week. <laughs> last week. Shotgunning a shotgun of fruit by the foot would hurt pretty bad. <laughs> you gotta admit, like if you kind of rolled it up as much as you could and then twelve gauged it. I mean, I party hard. What can I say? Yeah, that's double barrel sweetness right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just don't have a lot of faith that this penguin is doing very well. And there's something about that that is. I don't want to say it's making me laugh because that sounds cruel, but it's. I like the Fargo esque situation that this uh, penguin is finding itself in, where it's just trying to cover the abyss of its own loneliness with a knock-knock joke and then the forest is literally answering back whether that's an actual voice or an illusion made up by their own just the absence of any other penguins um (laughs) it really is a sort of alarming story of loneliness out in the wild and the idea that there are social creatures that can't be separated from their kind and they shouldn't be we'd like to remind the listener at this point that in many ways christmas is the celebration of the winter solstice the darkest day of the year so if you think we're being you know a little bit of bombastic we're not this is the dark no times. absolutely not listen it's we're all enjoying the lights and the music and the reason why we're enjoying these is because it is trying to stave off seasonal affective disorder and that is seasonal affective did i say that right sad yep sad okay sad it's trying to fight off sad and january that's when it kind of comes right back to bite us in the ass so just uh always be prepared <laughs> i think uh, be prepared i think that's always good advice be to prepared i think be prepared, I think. That's the motto of the Boy Scouts these days. Overall, be prepared, I think. Be prepared if you can do it. But you got other stuff going on. Yeah. I get it, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whatever. Keep some stuff. Have some rice in your pantry. Shall we move on to the next page? I wish you would. All right. Get me out uh, of here. Okay, so now we have... <laughs> <laughs> this this only leads to a this this gives a little more credence to the idea that the penguin is insane because see <laughs> so on its surface there's nothing wrong with this the little cardinal who's still very happy has perched on top of a small tree and there's still lovely snowflakes and lovely snow on the ground and on this page you can only see one half of the penguin the the right side I want to say because it's the penguin's right flipper holding proportionately what is a very large card Mm. i think so now we're getting meta because the penguin is presenting a card within the card but the card has written insert gift here on the slit in the card where you would put money if you were giving a christmas gift or a check or cash or something to somebody but it in this (laughs) single isolated photo it looks like the penguin is giving the cardinal a gigantic greeting card that's just a flat surface that says insert gift here yeah which is really funny it appears from this page which you guys can see that the cardinal is being gifted the most rudimentary rectangle like the (laughs) like the penguin is just providing shapes the kind that children learn in children's books and with the insert gift here where money would not completely cover over because if you are looking at this card you'll see that the slit with which money would go into would underlap the bottom right of the rectangle and overlap the top left so ultimately this penguin if we're trying to create the illusion of penguins holding money hilarious as that is Mm -hmm. is that we will only see so much of it and the rest of it is going to be covered by the rectangle so the illusion really isn't there to which i ask why bother putting the rectangle there at all from an aesthetic point of view, from a, well, let me say it like this, from a directional perspective, 
mm-hmm. was the idea to tell the gift giver, hey, here's where the money goes. As if writing. I have to assume, right? Here. Like that's that's what a reasonable person would assume. But it feels so like you're you're trying a little too hard. Like, okay, see this rectangle the penguin's holding? Pretend that's where the money is. It just feels like it's too much. Just have the insert gift here there on the side, right? Am I going crazy? Because it feels like that's a little too much to put in there. They had to, an artist had to just blew up a rectangle and put it on the side there. You know, being too- Dan, sometimes yeah. art, we see what's in ourselves more than what's in the, the art. So just, you know, be aware of that. But there's already so much uncanniness happening. That's why <laughs> this is giving me a very mild headache is because I'm I'm already balancing a very depressing story in my head here. And I'm afraid that this penguin's story is not properly in reality because it's holding shapes up to birds that are not listening i, I like, get the feeling you're not a huge fan of the claymation santa claus coming to town rudolph the red-nosed reindeer films i feel like there's too much room for interpretation in your brain to really enjoy those ones what i yeah what i i need what i didn't like about those movies because i i all of them the one that i watched regularly was rudolph the red-nosed reindeer and that's a good one. what i yeah that's a very good one if I remember correctly, the snowman is named Leon, and I if wait, am I getting that wrong? I know it was voiced by Burl Ives. Yes, right. Wait, uh, I will not be corrected on this podcast. His I'm gonna name look it up was right now. Nikita Khrushchev. Yes, his name was Gorbachev, and he did a Pizza Hut commercial. Oh um, man, I tried to type it in, and the first thing that came up was Rudolf Hess. I'm like, oh no, I don't. Want <laughs> Come, <laughs> my God. Um, this is great podcasting. No, it's great. We just I spill stuff. We take moments to look at stuff. Um, <laughs> Listeners, really subscribe to the done. Patreon. You can hear the bit where Dan spilled something, and we had to stop recording for ninety seconds. Yeah, because Dan had to mop it up with an already dirty rag in the place of his. <laughs> oh, okay. It's Sam the Snowman. I wait. I why did where did I get Leon from? Was uh, that Leon the name from is Elf? the frog from Star Fox sixty four? Maybe that's what you were mixing it up. That might have been in Snowman and Elf. Ah, oh, the Snowman Elf <laughs> voice cast. Okay, so because it was, this is why I got it wrong. He's Sam the Snowman, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. But because in Elf, it was uh, voiced by the famous musician Leon Redbone. His name was Leon the Snowman. Oh, that was okay. too much time spent on that. We can go further. Let's go. Yeah, I, we're already at the 42-minute mark. And so <laughs> I would remember uh, Sam the Snowman singing Silver and Gold. Yeah, and it's a great just song. thinking It's a great song. And obviously in Rankin-Bass claymation and in all claymation, it takes a lot of effort to get that thing to move cell by cell, frame by frame, yard by yard. So you don't want too much moving at once. Maybe a bird pops by every so often. For the most part, it's just Sam's body and his mouth moving. Yeah. And I would think to myself, because they do a lot of wide shots in that movie. So there's a big wide shot of Sam just kind of, you know, kind of scooting along going silver and gold. And at one point I was like, is no one going to notice this singing snowman? Is there no one here to celebrate with him? Because to me, Christmas news, is about. Bro. This is this is the Christmas world. This is just old hat. Yeah, no. yeah this is nothing. We got a guy who's going to be mining for gold and licking his pick with his teeth looking for it. There's an entire abominable snowman. There's a elf who wants to be a dentist for no good reason. Uh, <laughs> imagine that you get to work. I mean, you work all year round as an elf, but you get this amazing job. So rewarding. But you want to be a dentist of all things. The grass is always greener. Yeah. And the teeth are always nastier. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that's that's why when you ask the question, I, I am not so much into those claymation. Maybe because this feels like one of those empty claymation movies. I, mm. I do have a little problem with claymation. I would watch Gumby too late at night, and that really was a uh, 
an unfortunate feeling. Tonight on Cinemax, late night Gumby. Late night Gumby. Tonight in Red Shoe Diaries, Gumby XXX. <laughs> Gumby between the sheets. I don't like that this podcast is turning into me having to explain what I'm uncomfortable. Yeah, I'm Ben Shapiro. This is vaguely pornographic. This is definitely going to rank pretty low when 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 uh, Eater does an <laughs> article on the best episodes of Greetings eventually. Yeah. If we ever get a subreddit, they're going to be like, boy, remember that one they recorded on Monday, December 11th? That was a stinker. That one sucked. <laughs> Dan sounds like he was dealing with a lot of flooding problems, both... At work and also right before the pod or in the middle of the podcast. Bobby was grogging his nog and you could tell. They were bringing up who can celebrate what holidays. Like what was going on with them? (laughs) Truly the darkest time of year. It really is. And we're feeling it, guys. So be Mm -hmm. nice to us. I'm trying. I'm trying to cut it with some mulled wine and Bobby's trying to cut it with grogged nogged. Scotch nog, which is when you put a whole scotch egg in the nog. Yeah. Make sure you're out of the splash zone. Well, there's the title. Glad we got that. (laughs) this is this is like these are almost the hiccups we used to have back when i had my old computer and we had to wait like 10 minutes each time there was a pause yeah (laughs) the bad old days shall i move on to the third page here bring us home bobby so we're at the stinger and okay immediately the most arresting thing about this card is that the penguin's eyes are no longer focused on anything so (laughs) i thought you were exaggerating but as i've gone through the card it does appear the penguin is going a little bit insane and what is he saying he's saying so the penguin's in the foreground it's still a lovely winter wonderland in the background but the penguin with eyes unfocused and mouth agape says waddle you spend this on exclamation point question mark so if you remember from the beginning people the whole joke is knock knock who's there waddle waddle who waddle you spend this on holding the money rectangle that we've identified in the previous page mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and this furthers my point that this card is a sad complicated <laughs> Yet educational story about what it means to be together and appreciate the moments you have speaking to others. Because otherwise, like this penguin, you will go snow blind and scream to the heavens to nobody, what'll you spend it on? <laughs> this this was me during the pandemic at one point. Like, I was so bereft. Uh, I mean, obviously, oh, we, no. we, we met on... We met on Zoom meetings, of course. We, we had friendships. But there were some moments where... I was not ha- obviously none of us were having really person to person contact with people like going out or going to like restaurants or hanging out at bars. And I did not know how reliant I was on extroverted communication like that. I thought, oh, yeah, I'm an extrovert, but I enjoy my time by myself. But I was nearly to a point where I was much like this penguin cross eyed, hat, hat on head, screaming into the snowy heavens. What will you spend it on? <laughs> Just anyone to listen to my joke. And that is and that's not me saying that out of pity. That is a an illness on my end, but uh, one that the penguin is struggling through right now, because if you'll notice from our meditation page, that bird is no longer being communicated to the raven or sorry, the cardinal. The cardinal is just (laughs) very at this point, Machiavellianly smiling at the going insane penguin that, yes, this ecosystem will soon be mine. (laughs) Once I get rid of the seals and the killer whales and the bitter cold, I will be the apex predator. <laughs> and the and the long nights and the Arctic wolves. And to be honest with you, I'd like to get rid of the Arctic hares as well. They tend to be a problem. But as soon as they're all gone. Oh, there's also a hawk problem. But as soon as they're gone, 
It's all mine. Then I'll be queen of winter. I'll be the winter empress. I'll be the ice queen and then, or snow queen, and then I'll be able to give Turkish delight to a stupid child. Yeah, I can't believe that Edmund sold out his literal brothers and sisters for, like, sugar goo. Yeah, the shittiest candy. The kind of candy that, like, is so bad it still has to have nuts in it. Like, that's what you're selling out your family for? That's how you know oh. you're doing some crap candy if there's still nuts inside. <laughs> Yeah, if if your selling point is that it tastes like a certain flower, you have lost. Like, look, I love rose-flavored things, but not enough to sell out my family and an entire kingdom to. That's why I can't watch the Nutcracker. I'm so depressed because these kids are like, gather around. We're going to have the nut machine give you some dried husks of plants. Like, Jesus Christ. It really is. That was a Napoleon's time when, like, Napoleon's invading. There's, this can't be the best <laughs> thing happening. You are, you guys, you're losing men by the tens of thousands with, like, cannons breaking ice and shit. This is this is how you're celebrating your time. Although I did like when my grandma did gift me an orange as my stocking for Christmas, even though that was something that we get in abundance all year round. Back in her day, it wasn't. And I was just kind of like, oh, look at this. It's to fight off scurvy. It's thoughtful. It was. It, that was the only time I was getting my vitamin C with my grandma orange. That was the only time. But, <laughs> grandma yeah. oranges. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Gather around, kids. I'm Sam the Snowman's best friend, Grandma Orange, and I'm here to tell you about fruit production in Florida. No, thank you. <laughs> We're just going to keep on trucking. It's kind of like when they're waddling across the Arctic to get the abominable snowman. There's this multi-orange human, and it goes, do you want to hear about how we're cultivating the Florida groves? We're going to go. Not really, no. We're on a we're on a tight deadline. <laughs> but this bird is not on a tight deadline. In fact, quite the opposite. Where Someone might have just seen a simple, unassuming card that would have just been great for stuffing a $40 in for your cousin that you don't think about, and you just go, spanks for the memories. Instead, <laughs> we've... We've got on our hand here a side story of a penguin that has no one to speak to. <laughs> I don't even know how they got the hat. I like to think that maybe that was acquired by like a lost uh, Arctic adventurer or something like that. Some ding dong. Came from across a frozen uh... corpse and was like, that's nice. <laughs> I'll have this. Thank you. Well, it's kind of like when those Arctic photographers like find a bunch of penguins and like start being cute and the penguins start being cute with the photographers. This time around, that person done died and the penguin went, that's mine now. Thank you. And then there is just this really sadistic relationship between the penguin who has clearly lost his marbles and a cardinal who could not care less. Unless it involved them being able to get the hat, which I think is what this is. We're looking at a tale of survival. It begs the question, what is the cardinal doing there? Because he flew way too south for the winter. This guy was kicked out of some kind of organization. They said, this is the crazy cardinal. We're not dealing with this guy. He's going right down to the south. That's an interesting point, because that that cardinal also should be with a bunch of birds, but it feels like maybe they got the same outed situation. Maybe these were both Mennonite birds, and then they decided to go on their bird springa, and then they were like, you know what? I don't want to join the crowd. And they're like, all right, you're banished. And they're like, wait, what? I can't handle another bird springa card. I Every fucking hollow or Christmas the Halloween <laughs> the other every spring. Halloween we've got these bird springer cards of birds dressed up I get like it. Hallmark, 11 from Hallmark Stranger movies. Things you can't turn around without hitting a Hallmark bird springer movie card yeah and the thing about Angry Birds Springa that I didn't like was that I think it got a lot like, OK, we're here to sort of exercise our freedoms and no longer be in a totalitarian religious society. Let's beat up pigs. And the pigs went, we were cool. We didn't really we didn't have a thing. We don't have pig Springa. We have pig formation. 
but you can decide to join the but big you'll know when that comes trust me oh, oh you'll know when that comes and you'll know if you're invited mm-hmm. so i had a dark tale with this card that probably didn't deserve it bobby did you feel that way or did dan just have a moment maybe should have just sat down and got hydrated i think you're such a potent storyteller that i can't help but take your uh version of events it's like reading like a pale fire by vladimir nabokov like you're have no choice but to enter the mind of an insaniac and uh you know what I'm happy I'm here. It could be worse. I'm happy you're here as well, friend. Yeah, this is my um, Shutter Island moment with this card. It's just <laughs> allowing myself to feel like things are only getting wilder and wilder as I look at it. And I'm really hoping the best for this bird. I don't want anyone to assume that I am happy that the penguin is going through the insanity moment. Obviously, it's funny as I watch it in this celebratory card. But in my mind, it does end mercifully mercy extreme which in that the bird does eventually get to join the cardinal and maybe they go on some fun adventures and then uh probably sam the snowman again because that was a great character i like when burl lives did stuff yeah i loved when burl lives was living and did stuff <laughs> he was like i wanted to be a part of the burl ivy league there's nothing to that joke it just was stuck in my head so i want to say <laughs> i think it landed perfectly burl lives is princeton university <laughs> It was a great movie. And then the last page is just our old nemesis, American Greetings. Not nemesis, but our titan of cards there. Got their hand in every pie, and uh, now they've moved on to bird insanity. American Greetings insists that you say that they say it best. Mm -hmm. And yeah, they think that they cornered the market on birds going crazy, but we'll see what comes out of Hallmark or any one of the indie card people that we will go back to. But this time around, American Greetings, yet again, you deal us the Joker card, and I don't have a flush poker. Bobby, with all this said and done, do we do justice to this penguin or should it just be forgotten in the Arctic wasteland with which it lives? Ah, you know, I think this card lands where it needs to be. If we set aside the fact of the John Carpenter-esque tale of paranoia and insanity that we've built around it, if we can set that aside, maybe some of us can't. Uh, I'll try. Yeah, do your best. Yeah. Uh, Well, you're so veiny. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, that's the dehydration I mentioned earlier. <laughs> I'm not even working out. I'm just allowing my veins to pop. I'll give this card the benefit of the doubt. It's, if it's for you know a relative you don't see very often whose political views you may not espouse yourself, but you're giving them some cash because you know it's the holiday season and it's a time to feel connected with other humans. It's a fine enough joke. It's a fine enough penguin. The Winter Wonderland is uh, picturesque. You know, I think this is like a solid bottom middle card, which is like, mm. I'm not going to write home about it. I might keep it for a bit. I will not open it, though, because I got to say I'm mostly disturbed by the unfocused eyes on the third page. That part, I, w- I wasn't totally with you on the insanity until I got there. That was the part that I saw. Oh, no, he's he's got those. There's nothing behind those eyes. They're they're black like the yeah, devil's eyes. That is the thousand yard snow blind stare of somebody who is uh, <laughs> knows they're not getting out of the Arctic situation that they are in. That temperature is the, that, that is going to be at the shining end. If we've ever seen one. Mm-hmm. And for that reason, I might actually go against the grain with you here, Bobby, and say that that end is I am getting I get a chuckle very much from a non sequitur or from a out of the out of the clue like joke or what am I trying to say here? Like a joke out of context. I, mm. I very much get a rise from somehow finding something that needed more explanation, but I'm not going to get it. So I have to just enjoy what I have. And that in itself makes me laugh. So I love the idea of just on my fridge. It is just a bird whose eyes are no longer concentrated. Just again, yelling to nothing. Waddle you spend this on (laughs) and you are just forced to come up with your own ideas. I, I agree with you that this is not a blue ribbon pig. 
It is not a blue ribbon penguin. They, we have seen an ocean of cards that could precede it, but we have seen an ocean of cards that deserve to be behind it. So sure. it 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 does enough. It's cheery on the sides. You can take it for the fun punny card of like you just said celebration and togetherness and gift giving or you can enjoy the fun thing that i just told you i enjoyed of it and if you didn't hear that then go back and listen to the podcast yeah so uh yeah i'm not doing it all for you so for that reason i am going to put this card probably bottom left just below the fridge door but i will keep the magnet that holds it in the center so that Anytime you want to, you can very quickly go to Waddle You Spend It On. <laughs> and yeah, you can just enjoy that for what it is because that's that's really where the meat is. It's kind of like you got to open up the card clam sometimes to get to the viscous, gooey center that we all enjoy. Mm, that's the t-shirt. That's the, t- <laughs> the viscous, gooey center that we all enjoy. Mm-hmm. And then on the back, it says that's the t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Once we get that store going. Uh, well, I think we did this card justice. I do like the idea that the, I feel like there's a, a bit of a horror story in here where the second this card starts to make more sense to you is when you know you're losing your mind. So I like the idea of you like being in front of the fridge at three in the morning and just like very like low key whistles in your head going. But you're looking at the penguin. And you're like, yeah, yeah. what will I spend it on? If you're listening and you need like a meditation practice, like you need to like stare at something for a bit and really turn off your mind. Maybe the holiday season is really dragging you down a bit. Believe me, I know that feeling. Mm. Maybe you feel overstressed. Maybe your anxiety is kicking up. I definitely know that feeling. Do yourself a favor. And you don't even need a substance for this unless you think it helps. But even sober as a as a sailor on sailor times, go ahead and sit this card in front of you and read it over and over. Read it again. Read it again. Look into those penguin's eyes and you will feel how at least I felt and how Bobby sympathized with me and my feelings. <laughs> Which is more than generous enough for him in the time that I force him to record this. God bless us, everyone. God bless us, everyone. Buy me a penguin, the biggest <laughs> penguin in the shop. Like, we're not eating <laughs> penguin for Christmas. You mean that penguin in the window, sir? That's as the big very as same. Me. That's as big as me. Bring that penguin penguin to me, and I'll give you half a crown. <laughs> or however, however money works in this terrible Victorian time we live in. <laughs> Tiny Tim with his all the filled full of penguin meat. And if you want to be filled full of penguin meat, well. please subscribe to <laughs> at GreetingsPod on Instagram or at GreetingsCast at X. And Bobby has promised that we are going to ship you guys grade B penguin meat. And you're going to get as much as you want. Oh, yeah. It's only the medium is for our people. You deserve it. <laughs> Only only the most tolerant of meat stuffs for you people. <laughs> and for those celebrating, uh, you know, I for, I, I'm sorry, I've forgotten whether this, I think this is the fourth night of Hanukkah. So I believe uh, it's the, the beginning of the fifth because it's sundown. Uh, right? That's right. Yes. So, so happy Hanukkah. Uh, happy holidays. We might come back with more holiday cards far too late to celebrate the season, but you'll get a hangover <laughs> from the holiday. So isn't that really the greatest truth of all? Yeah. What are you doing in January? That's so special. Enjoy the holiday cards. Extend it a little longer. We've got to the epiphany. And then I think the 12th is something else. Yeah. Those three kings aren't here yet. And by God, we're going to fit as much in until they get here. Yeah. Because they're taking the slow route. Not really on horse back and it's full of desert we got some time on their hands i don't know what they're doing i got a wagon load of myrrh and 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 i want (laughs) to kick ass and give myrrh and i'm all out of myrrh hey baby i know what you love things that smell good gold and things you get buried in cool myrrh (laughs) myrrh (laughs) so glad you couldn't make it for the census anyways can we go yeah bye everybody okay Bye. bye
I think my my favorite for some reason is um is Keith just saying Limp Bizkit. <laughs> I don't even. I have to re listen to it. I I oh at the end he just said oh yes 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 Limp Bizkit. I, yeah I yeah think yeah. It's Keith. Yeah I can't. I remember I that. Keith. Yeah he just did an exclamation of it. That one was very good. 